Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of July 2nd, 2023. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week, without a doubt. Big moves happening in the sky now. And boys, it's a very special time. And so the highlight of this week, which will likely get all the glitz, the glamour and the glory is going to go to the full moon that takes place on Monday in the sign of Capricorn. This full moon is speaking in supreme harmony with Jupiter, speaking in harmony with Saturn and standing across the sky from Mercury. So let's break this down. It is the energy of Capricorn that represents success, how we might uniquely define it for ourselves how we align with what we believe our purpose is and how we create a legacy. Now, as a collective, the energy of Capricorn speaks to the structures that keep a society together. It speaks to those things that we rely on, the tried and true and the traditions as well. And so having this full moon, first of all, speaking in supreme harmony with Jupiter, now, considering the core energy of the planets themselves, Jupiter is expansion, it is optimism, it is healing and hope. Speaking in supreme harmony with this full moon, both in Earth signs, this is about manifesting better based on our optimism. Good things can happen now that allow us to improve our circumstances in real ways, in ways that allow us to create a whole new lived reality. Saturn speaking in harmony with this full moon, whatever it is that we do build, the opportunities, the manifestations that come forward, they have the potential to last a really long time. With Mercury standing across the sky from this full moon, diplomacy becomes important. Sharing of ideas, finding a middle ground is going to be part of how it is we move towards manifesting those things that we desire most especially those things that represent success uniquely to us. There are symbols of success that can often just be illusionary, a presentation, but sometimes there are signs of success that are real. They show in different ways, in ways that are less about the things that are being shown to the world and more about the qualities that we hold that define us in meaningful ways. And they show up in terms of what we care about as well. Remember, it is Mercury that is in the sign of cancer, the sign that has to do with care. It has to do with our family, our roots, our understanding of where we come from. And if it is that we achieve something, but we don't really care about it, it tends to not be nearly as meaningful as if genuine care is there, or we do it for some sense of giving to something higher, something more meaningful to us. For example, for a whole lot of people, uh, part of their purpose in this life has to do with their families, taking care of their family, showing up for their family, their connection to their families, whether they understand that as their ancestors, their grandparents or their parents, or whether that has to do with their children or their grandchildren, or whether that has to do with the families they've chosen for themselves. Very often people will do extraordinary things, work to manifest incredible things, but it is ultimately in the hopes of securing 
what is taking place with the people that they care about most, the people they consider family. And I think that's going to be part of the balancing act here in many ways. As much as we might feel good about the successes that we reach for now, it has to mean something in a deeper, more emotional sense for us to really go for what it is that we're wanting now. As a collective, we're likely to see some sort of an affirmation, if you will, that certain economic policies uh, were really good. They paid off. They were a success. It's also possible now, like I said, tradition is here and tradition being a more successful model. But of course, tradition is as you define it and also where it was created, what it comes from. That more traditional aspect of this energy invites us to look at those established patterns and dynamics and see the good within them. Sometimes there are incredible opportunities to break free from traditions, especially those that are not good for us, that are not healthy. And we've got some of that energy on offer this week as well, especially as we navigate to Friday. On Friday, Mercury, that was connected to that full moon early in the week, will be speaking in harmony with Uranus. I love this energy for us. Now, whenever I see Mercury sextile Uranus, to me, this adds up to good news. That's what it is. It's good news finding us. Depending on where that Mercury is in your given chart, depending on your sign, will say something about what area of life will likely feel blessed by the good news that arises now. And so this is Mercury in Cancer, having to do with, again, it's a very traditional sign that Capricorn Cancer access can be very traditional, but Cancerian energy is about care and care for each other and the different ways we do that. Um, we do that through, for example, social programs become part of how we care for each other. In fact, some of the most successful, far-reaching social programs, for example, in the U.S., things like Medicare and Medicaid and things like education for children, taking them out of sweatshops, for example, uh, all of that was brought forward, was made real when Pluto was in the sign of Cancer, when we had this magnification of Cancerian energy, we came to understand how important it is to make sure that all of us are well, to understand the definition of family more expansively than we did before. And so with this energy, there may be some sense that either some program did really well, uh, success stories are coming forward as a result, or perhaps we're redefining what care is, leaping it into the future. But yes, redefining family in our own unique ways can be part of how we leap forward. And families and ancestries based on intellect are going to be very strong now as well. You know, I remember having this realization uh, way back in the day that as an astrologer, every astrologer that has ever been, um, the greats, but also those who maybe didn't publish books or launch uh, new systems of astrology, but practiced astrologies at their tables for their friends. All of these astrologers that have been in all their given contexts really are ancestors to the astrologers today, that our practice unites us and in some way makes us family. I had the realization that there are also intellectual ancestors as well, 
political ancestors as well. If you feel like you resonate very strongly with a particular political worldview or intellectual worldview, well, you become part of that legacy simply by tapping into that wisdom, resonating with it, and in your own way, to the best of your ability, living it. It is this energy of Mercury sextile Uranus that invites us to redefine ancestry, but also to experience good news, to experience reward as a result. Now, another area of the sky, another sign that is lit up this week has to do with the sign of Leo. Of course, Leo energy is coming into full view more and more. Um, and that is partly because we do have Venus now in shadow, but still in the early part of the larger Venus retrograde season. Venus is now walking the path that she will eventually retrograde over once she does go retrograde on the 23rd of July and right to the 4th of September. And so this is where awarenesses, lessons, insights start to arise. Things arise that chances are we'll be working on and seeing differently as we navigate this time forward. And for us now, right out of the gate, Venus is going to be speaking in a conversation of tension with Uranus. It is Venus in that heart-oriented part of the sky having to do with love, pure hearts, and loyalty. What are we loyal to and why? And is it good for us or not? I think fixed signs in general have that measure of loyalty to them. But the thing is, it is wisdom that allows us to be mindful to choose and to understand that our loyalty is valuable. It should be well-placed in a place that will feel as if it fuels, it strengthens that loyalty that much more instead of challenges it. Well, this is a challenging energy. I do want to be straightforward with you. And a lot of this orients around the truth of what is in our heart, what our hearts really want. And the truth about who we are loyal to, but who's also loyal to us and how we feel about it. Now, on a very immediate level, this is about romantic surprises going very wrong, okay? So if you have any of that planned, I would put that aside. And I know I've been asked a lot of questions about Venus retrograde season, and I've got lots of little videos that are going to be coming up in the days ahead to answer some of your questions. But with this energy, I know I've been telling you, Venus square Uranus is a key characteristic of this time. This is definitely a time to stay away from, to not participate in uh, things like cosmetic procedures, for example, or, you know, brand new, radically different hairstyles than you've known before. Just because we can have all kinds of really erratic results and this is one of those moments where because we're in a shadow period as well, the likelihood of not only erratic results, but also whatever we do, we have to have revised in some way becomes very possible, especially as we start moving towards the end of August. That is when Venus will return to where she is right now, but she'll be retrograde at that time. 
And then in September, with Venus newly direct, she's going to return to where she is right now as well. So you can see if you choose to partake in any of that kind of stuff, you enjoy it, have at it, make your choices, feel good about it. That's great. Just know that chances are you'll be revisiting those choices where it comes to celebrating your unique beauty, uh, love choices as well. I think of Venus retrograde season because remember all of the cycles of the universe, they have their wisdom. They have something to teach us and they happen for a higher, more loving reason. Even if we can't necessarily see that in the moment, it's all part of our growth and ultimately part of helping us to understand what is the energy of the divine or God, or love, or wisdom, or whatever you want to call it, and how it is that we can embody it that much more. And all of us are on this journey in our own unique ways, every single one of us, as part of the mystery. And I know some people, they make it hard to see it, right? <laughs> some people, you see them on their journey, and uh, it really seems like they are very far off that path. But Yes, we're on different places. It's important not to judge. That's also a sign of being further along that journey towards the greater embodiment of love and wisdom. Now, having said that, wow, is this either a breakthrough or a moment of truth, a moment of honesty? Venus retrograde season is about seeking inner love. It's about reflecting on what love truly is for you and how it is you resonate with that. It's not necessarily about what's happening romantically, though it might be, but it's a lot more about, and especially with this energy, and especially with this Venus retrograde season, breaking past limitations, challenging ourselves, and any kind of message we've gotten that has kept us from truly finding a level of love and acceptance within. That is how to best use Venus retrograde season. It's about allowing yourself not just to pause, but to shift focus, to go within, and to know that from that place, you'll find a deeper beauty that truly is worth celebrating. Enjoy your life. Do what's right for you to do always above and beyond anything else. I do think with this energy of Venus square Uranus, chances are we think we know what beauty is for us, what love is for us, and we go for it. And in an instant, we may realize this really isn't it. This isn't the way. This isn't the path. This isn't the truth. And when the truth comes forward, it can feel downright jarring. It can feel jolting. And yet it is necessary because it becomes a part of aligning us with what love truly is, where we might have accepted a facsimile, where we might have been okay with pretending, Venus square Uranus is not having that. It is saying, look at the bare truth. Look at what this actually is, who this person actually is, the beauty that is actually within you. Look at what you actually think about yourself. Look at your actions. Do they actually support someone who loves themselves, do they show you that you love you or not? And again, it's not about judging yourself. This is breakthrough energy. Yes, it can be tense, but it has nothing to do with being not nice to you. It has to do with breaking free of limitations and also making choices as well. 
If we find ourselves in a dynamic that we realize isn't healthy for us in all kinds of ways, this is where we say, you know what? I'm moving forward. I don't know what there is out there and what's next, but I'm okay moving forward, moving on. But it could also be a breakthrough, a jolt where you realize that where you thought you were good and done, you realize, you know, maybe you were not being fair or not being harsh or misjudging a given situation. What I can say is if a pathway feels peaceful, not comfortable, peaceful, then you're on the right track. Because what is comfortable to us can sometimes be chaotic. If it is that when you were very young, you got used to living in spaces with a lot of chaos, a lot of uncertainty, well, chances are it's that very energy and those types of dynamics with other people that have a familiarity to them. And so when we meet somebody who doesn't represent that, well, it just doesn't resonate with us. It doesn't feel right. When it is that we don't feel very good about ourselves, we don't like ourselves very much, ultimately, we want others to affirm where it is we are in terms of our sense of self-value and self-love. And so if someone comes along and says, you're perfect the way you are, I accept you exactly as you are, it's hard to accept that. It's like we just don't feel attracted to them or we don't feel the energy that radiates us towards them or pulls us towards them, but rather it's the person who isn't saying that, that ends up being more desirable or attractive or sexy to us in some way. And if any of that has been you at any time in the past or in a present dynamic, I think you are going to see it in an instant, what's really going on, what you're really doing, and you get to make a choice. That is the gift and the blessing of this time. Now, I have been asked, what if you're born under a Venus retrograde? Well, when Venus goes retrograde, for those born with Venus retrograde, well, it's comforting, right? It feels like they're more in their natural element, their natural groove. It feels right. And it also goes to those deeper levels of honesty and self-love that much more because that is part of the life path. Part of the life path is to seek and find a deeper sense of self-value, a deeper sense of beauty, a deeper sense of love, not the performance of love, not the performance of beauty, not the aesthetics of beauty, but to find it within and prioritize that above and beyond anything else. It doesn't mean that you don't enjoy whatever you enjoy and bring forward your unique beauty as you want to and as you celebrate it, but it is to remember that there are more profound and healing types of beauties to be found within you, within your soul, within your psyche, within your spirit. And that's what needs to be prioritized. And it is when Venus goes retrograde by transit, if you have that retrograde in your chart, you're able to tap into that wisdom, that knowing, and feel that connection to your inner beauty that much more. But Normally, in a normal circumstance, and one of the really textbook, cookbook ways of understanding um, Venus retrograde people born under a Venus retrograde is that they have a lot of self-doubt. They don't believe in their lovability. They don't see their own beauty. But I think that that might be just about everyone, right? In our world, 
if we allow it, we can allow ourselves to get very caught up in images that are ultimately illusions. And we can get caught up in associating our worth with how others judge our appearance. And there's no peace in that pathway. On Thursday, we are focusing on Leo energy, but differently. And that is because Mars is still in the sign of Leo is going to change signs next week. I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. But for now, as Mars starts moving through uh, the later degrees of the sign of Leo, we'll connect with Neptune in a type of conversation that astrologers call a quincunx. This connection will perfect on Thursday, but I think in some ways uh, it'll be kind of under the surface. We'll feel it coming. And that's how quincunxes, and even Neptune as well, that's how they often work. Quincunxes, the way I've found that they tend to be experienced is uh, the energy may have been playing out for a little while, and then we become aware rather quickly, like, oh, this is what's really going on, or this is what I'm really feeling. These are the dynamics really taking place. And as we reach that place of realization, and sometimes that realization can feel surprising, but chances are it relates to a person, place, thing, or situation that's been ongoing. It isn't something that just pops up, but rather it's been under the surface. And now in an instant, what pops up is our realization. But then with that comes resolution very quickly as well. And that is part of the promise of Mars, Quincunx, Neptune. Now I see this as feeling um, disillusionment possibly, uncomfortable possibly, but more than that, this is ambivalent. It's disappointing, sure, confusing as well. But it's a sense of, okay, things are not ideal. Things are not idealistic. You know, it feels as if things are impermanent. And just when we thought we knew what we were going for and how to focus our energies and what we're fighting for even, with Mars, we have here Neptune that's saying, what is it really worth? Is it worth the fight? Is it worth pouring energy in this direction over and over again? And the fact that Mars is in the sign of Leo having this experience is rather intriguing. Venus and Mars are very different energies, but in many ways they are counterparts to each other. Mythologically, certainly, the cosmic lovers. Constantly drawn to each other again and again in mythology. In fact, there are so many stories of Venus in committed relationships and Mars comes along and she just can't resist. She just can't hold back. Mars going to Venus again and again, needing more of that connection. Together, they create a certain electricity that is palatable. Now, in older stories, older mythologies, um, Venus was far from passive. Yes, she was very attractive. She attracted a lot to her. But she was a strong, independent figure in her own right with an awareness of her power and how to use it in all kinds of ways. Mars took a lot more time to understand the higher expression of his gifts, of his power. Because as a child, he was uh, thoughtless, 
He could be ruthless. He could be very cruel. He could be very mean. He hurt a lot of other deities as part of the stories we have of him. But it was when he got older that he understood that his power, one of his superpowers is emotional control. It is focus. And so together, these planets, well, they're not at odds, but in many ways, they complement each other powerfully. And so both of them are in the sign of Leo. It is this energy of openness and worthiness of Venus that is connecting us to heart. But it's also the energy of knowing that there's something within us worth fighting for. And to harness our sense of focus, our emotional wisdom, in order to align with heart that much more. That sometimes aligning with heart isn't our default. Sometimes aligning with heart takes work. It takes effort. It takes focus. And it takes emotional control. Now, we find that emotional control in different ways. We find it by feeling it. I don't think we find it by saying it doesn't exist. If you're sad, if you're disappointed, I don't think there's a lot of value in saying, I'm not sad, I'm not disappointed, everything's okay. There's a lot more value in saying, why am I sad? Why am I disappointed? And learning from that emotion, that is the pathway towards spiritual learning. And that becomes a pathway towards an authentic sense of aligning our energy with wisdom instead of this, you know, false kind of what they call white knuckling it, right? That willpower will only get you so far. Ultimately, those deeper issues, those deeper emotions, they will only get stronger and stronger if you deny that they are there. This energy of Mars, Quincunx, Neptune is say, feel it already. Just stop for a moment and let yourself feel it. Feel that thing that you're not allowing yourself to feel. And it very likely is going to be connected to Neptune station retro that took place late last week. And I've been sharing about that on social media. And a lot of people are telling me of experiences that they had where either they felt a lot of emotion, they felt disappointed in some person, place, thing, or situation. They might have cried if they were fortunate and that Neptune was well placed in your chart. If you know your chart and you know you have certain planets or placements in the later part of a given sign, perhaps a water sign or an earth sign, then yeah, having Neptune station retro in a later part of a water sign, well, chances are those tears felt cleansing, but not necessarily. The tears can come, and even if they feel never-ending, they do end. And they don't end when we say, that's it, I'm done. They end when we find the wisdom to the tears, let ourselves feel it, and then make a different choice. And sometimes the choice is that we are going to love and accept ourselves, no matter what anyone else thinks about it, no matter the judgments of others. We are going to make peace with and be okay with what was in the past, to mourn it, to grieve it, so that we can move on. We are going to look at the ways that we've judged ourselves and how that has hurt our own heart, how that has wounded our heart, and how that's just not a pathway that's working for us anymore. This is letting yourself have the acceptance so that then 
you can find that resolution and move forward towards owning your authentic power that much more. The power of your heart, the power of love. That is the higher understanding of the energy of Leo. In one way or another, all of us are going to be learning Leo lessons. And they can only be found in the power of love. What I love about this week for us, there's so much here. It's a powerful and meaningful astrological moment. It's a big week. It's an important week. I love that full moon. Okay, that is the star of the show. I said glitz, glamour, glory. This is it. Even though it's in earth signs that can be very uh, studious, uh, not necessarily given to fantasy, and especially with Saturn in Pisces, not given to fantasy. And yet, this is a chance to turn a dream into reality. It's a chance to be optimistic about what it is we hope to achieve and find a pathway to it. In fact, find opportunity pop up for us in some way. Now, if you want to know how this particular full moon speaks to you in your sign, make sure that you're watching the monthly horoscopes here on my YouTube channel. You may want to review that again. But for all that, yes, this is going to be one of the more pleasant energies. But what is more valuable? Well, maybe it's all valuable. Even the stuff that doesn't feel easy. Even the stuff that feels as if it evokes something so deep, so hurt profoundly at the root of our own heart. Maybe that acknowledgement is the first step towards moving beyond it. It is part of the journey that ultimately is going to invite you to love and to love yourself that much more bravely and courageously. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here's some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. And if you would like to know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com where you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week for as low as just $3 a month with choose your membership rate. Higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Links are in the description below. I am thrilled to be back at Kepler College for my one and only business class I teach every summer only through them. And classes start this week. Now, a few days ago, uh, they did connect with me and they told me a few days ago that only three spots were left. I don't know if they still are, but you can go onto their website um, and see whether or not the class is sold out because it always does sell out. If you feel called to this experience, then if there is space, you'll be able to make that purchase. If there isn't, you'll be able to get on the waiting list. And so, yes, I hope that you will join us, whoever it is that's called to this experience. It's always special. And there's always these dynamics playing out that end up being so meaningful to everybody involved. And so over the course of a five-week journey that we are going to take together, you are going to learn all kinds of aspects of spiritual entrepreneurship. You do not need to be an astrologer to make the most of this class. In fact, astrology itself is only a small part of the first class. 
and where it is that we always have lots of students who are not astrologers at all. Um, other students who are astrologers, well, they help fill in, uh, they give guidance and all of that. And that really is if you want to choose the best launch date for your website or for your YouTube channel or your social media account and so on. So I teach you a few basic principles in that, but for all of that, we get practical in all kinds of ways. We look at your spiritual journey, your growth, believing in yourself, staying connected to your own power, realizing that really is key. Even if you don't know what your message is, just knowing that you have something to share and you're willing to walk a path to figure out what it is, is a position of power that no one can get in the way of. We're going to get practical with uh, different video techniques and different platforms and understanding them and all the different ways you make money and monetize as well. So I think this is going to be an incredible experience. Mentorship is a big part of the experience as well. You get lots of one-on-one -on -one feedback from me. As much as you give is as much as I'm willing to give as well as part of this very special experience at Kepler College. And so join me for this once a year rare event, YouTube for Astrologers, also called Spiritual Entrepreneurship, only at Kepler College once a year in the summer. Spots are really limited and classes start this week. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University has some incredible classes on offer as we start this week. As soon as we have 4th of July, we step right into classes. So I hope that you will join us. We have incredible classes, a five-week course with the one and only Christopher Renstrom. We have a five-week course with the one and only Taylor Schuler as well. And of course, an incredible speaker series. Check out these amazing speakers. We are going to have big dog astrologer Christine Skinner teaching about astro money management. She is a legend. Becca Tarnas is going to help you to understand how to cultivate a relationship with transits to your chart just using an ephemeris, not even relying on an app or a computer screen. Pamela Quinn is going to invite you to look at cultivating a relationship with Saturn. It is going to be Janae Jones that's going to help you to understand the Yod formation, a larger configuration in the astrology chart. And Celeste Brooks is going to help you to understand how to tap into the power of eclipses for forecasting. So you can see here we've got lots of incredible classes ahead. Now, um, the Choose Your Tuition rate officially ended uh, last week, at the end of last week. However, I know that team members are on holidays and especially with the 4th of July weekend. So if you're watching this early enough in the week, you might be able to still tap into that uh, choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class, what Synchronicity University is really known for. And what I'm really proud of is making quality uh, education and world-renowned astrologers truly accessible to the masses. These are incredible learning opportunities and I hope that you will join us. Your support really makes it possible to offer these classes at these rates, but also your enthusiasm, your love, your presence, all of it. It means so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching. I am always grateful for it and I am grateful for you. Thank you again. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.